Hey, before we get to the bullshit, quick reminder, follow us on Instagram at listen to this why you shit. Follow us on Twitter at listen and shit. And if you have the time, go over to our Apple podcast page and give us a rating review, whether you love the podcast or you hate the podcast. Tell us why you hate or love it. Thanks for listening. Let's get to the bullshit. Welcome back to another episode of the Listen, Listen to This White Shit Podcast, the home of Potty Miles, the fastest growing podcast in history of podcasts. Do not Google that. That is a fact, though. Nigga, who you gonna believe, me or Google? I'm your host, Tom Sharp, and I am back again with another episode. Um, Add the listeners of this podcast, we'll notice there's something different. The audio may sound uh, ass, sucky, trash. Uh, I understand that. My, um, my Rodecaster Pro... The machine that I record my podcast on that allows me to have drops, allows me to have sound effects, maybe to pump music in. All those things that I use, the, the, all the things I use that machine for, it is currently down. Um, I'm recording this podcast on Monday, Memorial Day. So uh, I can't call the Rollcaster. I, I can't call Roll, the people that make the machine, to get a new one or get it fixed because they're closed today. So hopefully within the next week, I will have this problem fixed. And if not, and if I can't have the Rodecaster fixed within the next week or so, I've already ordered a USB mic. So I'm going to plug that into my laptop and I'll record it on a DWA, whether it be a uh, Adobe, whether it be a Audacity. Just know the, the sound quality won't be as ass forever. I'm going to I'm going to get better at that. I understand that this is a audio platform, a audio medium. And I must have good audio to retain listeners. So just bear with me for this one episode. Um, I promise you it's going to get better. But with that being said, I do have things I want to talk about this week. So before before I get into this, before I get into what I want to talk about, because actually I wrote a script this week, guys. I believe it was Saturday night, Saturday night. I stayed up until 4 a.m. And I wrote a script for this podcast. I've never written a script for I never written a script for any of the podcasts I've done. I've done about thirty seven episodes, and I've never written a script for any of them. Most of the times when I do when I'm with my homies, um, I I come in with maybe four or five headlines. Just like this happened, and then like react. I tell them, and we just go off based off that. And sometimes when I do by myself, I'll have like a base idea of things I want to talk about, and I just won't write it down because I'm like, oh, I know, I know what I want to talk about, so I just won't write it. But today, well, Saturday, I thought, like, since I did the What Is This podcast episode, the, the episode previous to this one, I said maybe I should come in more professional and make this uh, podcast more streamlined so that it'd be less dry moments, less moments of uh, dead air, less moments of me not talking, less moments of interesting content. So I said, well, let's, well, let's actually write notes. When I did that, I went to record the podcast Broadcast Pro didn't work. I was sad for about three days, and I finally dug myself out of it to the point where, all right, let's do this. I got, I got a script. So, um, tell my people that are on the internet, which I hope you all are. You should be on the internet. This is not 1997. Get the fuck on the internet. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. But for all those who are on the internet, internet has been up in a frenzy. So, I'm going to start with the Lana Del Rey shit, Okay. So Lana Del Rey posted something on her Instagram. Basically, it was saying, yo, now that it's four black women at the top talking about how, how sexy they is, how bad they is. Can I go back to making music about me being sad and depressed and getting beat up by men? Which, in hindsight, I was like, those two things really don't add up. And I'm going to be fair. I didn't read the fucking thing on Instagram. I, I, 
I don't I, I don't know who the fuck Lana Del Rey is. I've heard a name I've I've heard a name before, but I've never heard a Lana Del Rey song. Now correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I might have heard a Lana Del Rey song and I might and I might not known if it was her, but I don't I'm not consciously aware of any Lana Del Rey music. That's she's not my bag. She's not the person that I go to when I want to listen to some tunes. Lana Del Rey is not my she's not my queen. So when she said that, I was like, okay, what the fuck? I didn't read the post. The post was about three pages long on, on, on Instagram. And at the end of it, she was like, you can hear more content like this in my book that I, I, that, that I will be releasing and, and in my album that comes out in, in September. So she told us in May about an album that's coming out in, in September and told us about a book. All this was a big publicity stunt. And it fucking worked, to be honest. Let's like I'm a, I'm a, I'm not gonna keep I'm gonna keep it mean with you guys. It worked. It had black Twitter up in a frenzy. Oh my god, why would she ever bring up black women and speak on black women this way? Oh my god, who the fuck is Lana Del Rey? Where is she? What has she ever done? None of the none of those things I disagree with. None of those. I don't know who the fuck Lana Del Rey is, and I don't know what the fuck she ever done. But sh- for some reason, people on the internet cared about her opinion. So after that Lana Del Rey shit, we, the internet, the internet as a collective dragged her. We got her to fuck out the pink. Doja Cat was inside to comment to that. She said some weird shit. Aha, bitch. You, you mad. Right? Niggas laughed at that. That was the next day. The next day. The next day. It was video released. Videos, pictures, screenshots of people from, from, from the chat I might tell you about. Talking about. Doja Cat be inside uh, a tiny chat. I don't know what the fuck tiny chat, but tiny chat appears to be uh, a like a Skype Uvu type service where you can just get in a get in a video call with multiple people and talk. She was seen to be in his in his video chat with a whole bunch of incels, white men, racist white men, just being lewd and nasty. Let me tell you something. I was already fishy about the Doja Cat. Because two years ago it came out she only she said it came it came out that she said that she only dates white men. Right? I'm now listen, I'm not one of these races. I'm not about to be like, nah, you can't nah nah bitch, you can't date outside your race. Go do so. If you have a preference and your preference is white men, go ahead. If you are a black man and your preference is 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 white women, cool. If you're a white man and your preference is black women, cool. If you're a white woman and your preference is black men, cool. Fine. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with all those scenarios. But it's when you say I only date white men, I only date black men, I only date black women, I only date black men, when it becomes fishy. It's like now, now it becomes like a fetish more. Of, it, it, it seems like you're fetishizing a person. Like, I only want that for some fucked up, twisted reason in your head. So I never trusted her from this. Like, once that news came out, I was going on my old Twitter. Uh, the ones that the one that was suspended, I was on it. And one of my last tweets before I got suspended, it was um. Uh, somebody tweeted, I didn't know Doja Cat was this thick. And I was like, yo, don't forget. She said she don't like black dudes because I ain't forget. This was in... August, uh, no, this was in July of 2019, so I never forgot about this shit, this wasn't information that was just lost on me, nigga, like, I, like, I, I kept that to the chest, so people, apparently, it was, I heard different stories about what happened in the, different stories about what happened in, in the chats, apparently she was shitting on camera in some videos, she was masturbating for the losers in the chat, Many different things. And people are canceling her for being friends with people who have racist and sexist beliefs. And she was in these chats as recent as like 
seven, eight days ago. As recent as like a week ago. And I think that the only reason this is a real problem because Doja Cat has a history of being a bigot. I believe last year or maybe two years ago, uh, niggas that went through her her uh, her old tweets found out she was saying faggot, the F word a whole bunch. And when niggas, when niggas came for her about it, she was just like, nah, 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 nah. Faggot's cool. I like gays. Gays are dope. She just made a joke out of it instead of like addressing it seriously. So this is like, there's a history of Doja Cat just being... A bigot. I was talking to Cam about this. Shout out Cam. Cam was like, I don't. He don't really see the problem with it, and I think it boils down to he don't care, which is a different thing. Like saying that you don't see the problem with it and he don't care is two different things. I think that he never really gave a fuck about Doja Cat, right? So canceling Doja Cat, like Andrew Schultz said something. You can't. You can't cancel somebody you was never subscribed to, right? And people who are subscribed to Doja Cat are already trying to be apologist for her like let me say the funniest part about this whole situation is that uh doja cat is over party hashtag doja cat is over party and hashtag sorry doja cat was trending at the same time at some point like she been like when it, when it comes to her this shit been trending for three days now we, we don't cancel people for this long people forget people forget and i think that people just people it really hurts because I think most of Doja Cat's fans, before, like, Say So went number one and before Moo went all crazy a few years ago, most of her fans was already white. Like, most of her fans were white weirdos, white women, or, like, a really niche weirdo black black girls. But, like, you don't get a number one in, in the genre of hip-hop without having, like, normal, I, I shouldn't say normal, but, like, black women and black women in totality and black culture in totality on your side only reason she got say so the number one is because black culture we made it cool and some people may say nah like but like white rappers make it all the time without having black fans they make it yes you can make it make it in the hip-hop and having the biggest record in the country in hip-hop are two different things say so reached number one when nobody's outside hearing it that means it was all internet groundswell it was all everybody at home making tiktoks liking a song and get again in there now Nicki minaj fans helped a lot but Nicki minaj fans is mostly black gays and gays women that's 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 who Nicki minaj fans are it's mostly black gays and black women that's who love Nicki minaj so without that, so without those two subsects, I don't think I don't think Doja Cat gets there. And the fact that those are the people that basically she was making fun of, black people, like black gays and black women, like those are two people that she's attacked on two two occasions now. I think that's the reason that we want people are trying to get her out the paint. Cause we got you to like not we, but I'm speaking for them now. We got you to number one. Like, we are the reason that you are the biggest record in hip-hop right now. And for you to just turn around and basically spit in our faces, they feel disrespected. As they should, though. Rightfully so. They should feel disrespected. Because Doja Cat, to, 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 to put a, not to put a bow on this thing, but Doja Cat has come, come out with an apology. The apology is bullshit. She said, ah, that's not really my character. Ah, well, I don't believe that shit for one second. Most of us don't believe that shit for one second. But people, like I said before, you can't cancel somebody who you weren't subscribed to. So most of us already weren't subscribed to Doja Cat. So we can't cancel the fucking subscription. But those, but those of you, but those are people who, who work, who were subscribed to her aren't canceling her. They already, they already made, they already went on their apology tour. 
it's a bunch of it's a whole bunch of weirdo white women weirdo white gays all that cool fly shit those are the people that are apologizing for her but it's none of the people that she actually offended do I think Doja Cat will have a career after this? Yes, Doja Cat career will be perfectly fine. Nobody's canceling her. Now, will she have a number, another another one? No, no more number ones. That shit over for her. The whole like I'm the biggest rapper in the game shit. That's dead for her. That's dead. It like that's she's never reaching the she's never reaching the hype that she got to in the past maybe month or so. She's never reaching peak of that anymore because that took black culture to get her there. But without us, it's over with. I didn't know what an incel was, by the way, before like a few days ago. Apparently, an incel is uh, somebody who who is involuntary celibate. I thought that shit was just like a cool word for like the KKK or some shit. Like, but whole time it's just a it's a group of niggas who just can't get pussy. Only nigga who ain't fucking bitches will have time to come up with a phrase like incel, cause they ain't got no they all they got is time. All they got is time to come up with cool. I'm an incel. Like, that shit's so weird. If I have a ball, if if having full balls give you creativity, then stay away from me, you goddamn heathens. I need to be creative at all times. I think the only way, I think the only way, like that, because that apology was bullshit. I think the only way that Doja Cat can get herself out of this is if she hop on Instagram Live and show us her nipples real hard. That's something she promised us when she she said, if you get Sate Soda number one, I'll show you my nipples real hard. If she just hopped on Instagram Live and showed us those goddamn titties real hard, most of us will forgive her. Maybe not forgive her, but but we'll forget. We'll forget long enough for her to sneak that song out, that snippet that everybody been talking about. And then and, and that song will be do just as good as numbers if all the rest of her songs. So yeah, like Doja Cat. Fuck her. I honestly, I don't give two fucks about her. I want her gone. She don't like black penis. So, let's get Doja Cat the fuck out of here. In other news, Joe Biden. This might have been, what, uh, Friday, I think. Joe Biden was on a breakfast club. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch the interview. And I probably won't watch the interview because what the fuck I needed that for? I'm not a journalist. But the clip went viral on Twitter. Joe Biden is saying in the clip, if you have a problem vote knowing who you're going to vote, excuse me, if you have a problem knowing who you're going to vote, vote for between me and Trump, then you ain't black. Biden collectively pulled all of America's black, all black Americans black card at once. That is the craziest shit ever. Obama gave this man a black card 12 years ago. That shit expired in 2016. And now and, and now he thinks he invited to every single cookout. Now this isn't a this isn't a political progress, but Democrats have gotten the black vote for so long that they expect it to the point where they can just call us out on it. Biden hasn't showed me anything that makes me want to get out and vote for him. He's just less of an outright bigot than Trump. We have to choose between a man who tweets policies and another guy who couldn't tell the difference between his wife and his sister. To be honest, I wouldn't be mad at anybody who didn't vote. I wouldn't. I remember back in I remember back in 
20, 20, 20, 16, niggas didn't go vote. I was mad on Twitter. Like, oh, look what you guys did. Now this nigga's in office. I wouldn't be mad if I wouldn't be mad if anybody said, I'm not voting this year. You have to choose between Trump and Biden. Both these guys are fucking doofuses. Like, how like how did like how, we went from Obama. Now, granted, Obama may have the, may have not done the best for black people. He may not have had the best policies, but at least he didn't make us look dumb. He made America's Americans look smart, respectable, dapper. This nigga Trump is out there saying, China, China. And this, this, this nigga Biden saying, you ain't black. Nigga, the funny part about it is he said it in Ebonics. He didn't just say it. He said it in Ebonics. Like, oh my God. Listen, all I know is, fuck Trump, fuck Biden, Bernie Sanders 2024. That was my, that's my quick little uh, political rant. And podcast news, though. There's, there's been a lot of news in podcasting. So if you follow if you follow the blogs or you just follow podcasting, period, there's two big stories floating around right now. Maybe three, but I won't touch on the third one because I didn't really write notes on that one. So if, if I if I feel like I want to touch on the third, I touch on the third. But for right now, I'm going I'm going to stick to the two. The big story. Well, the big money story is Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's on a new deal with Spotify. And the other story, which has been more salacious, is Call Her Daddy. So I'm going to start with Call Her Daddy. So Alex the Blonde and Sophia the Brunette are the two co-hosts of the Barstool podcast Call Her Daddy. The feed went radio silent in April when they stopped releasing podcasts. Fans of the show began to speculate maybe maybe Barstool was allowing to them allowing them to release podcasts. Maybe 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 they're working on a new deal. But after weeks of no episodes, a post on the Call Her Daddy Instagram feed was posted and it read, We are always 100% transparent with the daddy gang, but legally, keyword legally, we can't speak out yet. What we will say is, we will never fucking leave you, daddy gang. The minute we can speak, we will. Hashtag free the fathers. Their friends went to war for them, tweeting free the fathers and 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 daddy gang, get him out the get him out of Barstool. They tweeted Free the Fighter so much that Barstool even released a merchandise line with just the hashtag on it. They released a whole merch line with just Free the Fathers on it. Then around May 16th, the New York Times reported that Alex and Sophia are now beefing with each other, arguing over who does more work, who carried the team. The next day, El Prez, Dave Poitnor, the, the commander-in-chief of Barstool Sports releases a tell-all podcast on the Call Her Daddy. Not only did he release it on Call Her Daddy, but he released it on the Call Her Daddy podcast feed. So on their Apple podcast feed, on the Spotify podcast feed, whatever you find, he released it on their feed. So all their fans who, who've been like thirsty for a new podcast get the notification and they go, oh shit, we got it. Now on this podcast, we learned that Dave had a meeting with both of them at at his house, and he offered them five hundred five hundred thousand a year each, a half a million dollars a year each. He shortened their uh, barstool deal by six months, and then at the end of the deal, he was going to allow them to walk away with the IP. IP means intellectual property. 
that means basically the show. That means all like all the merch things they come up with. Like they like you can't you like Daddy Gang, that little hashtag they got, Free the Fathers, all these things that came from Call Her Daddy, they was gonna be able to walk away with once once the deal ended. They've offered this deal because apparently he says that he was losing about a hundred thousand dollars for each episode they missed the podcast. And as he described it, it was just an easy way to keep the lights on. He's fine, but to like to keep the lights on in the building to keep people paid, it will be easy and it will be easy for him to just give you this deal. I make some easy money and I can pay people. They turn the deal down. Which is that's that, that's white girl privilege to me. Somebody offered me five hundred thousand five hundred thousand dollars for a podcast I've done for two years now. If that and niggas is just like, nah, I don't want that. So they turn the deal down. They speculate that it's because of Suitman, aka Peter Nelson, an HBO sports exec who 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 so happens to be dating Sophia, the brunette. Alice wants to accept the deal. She sees that this is the best out there, but Sophia won't take the deal because her boyfriend already stuck his neck out for them. And he'll like a dick if he pulls out. This is when the this is when the response from the two co-hosts come in. Sophia did about a two-minute response on, 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 on her Instagram story where she said almost fucking nothing. She said absolutely fucking nothing. Like, I, I've, I watched this response, and she said not a thing. Like, compared to what Dave said on the podcast, where Dave gave such uh, deep details of what of, 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 of the timeline, what the deal was worth, why he thinks people aren't talking. All she got up there was to say, I don't want to be honest with you, and I just feel like I'm not getting my worth, and I, like, just complete and total area shit. The only thing that she said is worthwhile is that Alex the blonde had took a raise in the past, but she didn't split it with her. And I understand why Alex did that. She is, she's the brain behind the podcast. It was her idea, and she presented the podcast to Sophia. On top of that, Alex edits the podcast. So, I watched this. I'm, I'm going to get into this now. Alex did about... So on the podcast, the Car Daddy podcast, they record about three hours worth of content. Three hours worth of content. That's now, for anybody who is a podcaster or like enjoys podcasting, three hours of a podcast is no little shit. Like that's a lot of different conversations you're touching. That 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 may be one long ass conversation. Like that's a lot of content you're giving out. And Alex said that she will cut those. She will cut that three hour long podcast down to about one hour. Long podcast. She said she got the idea from vlogging. She said that in this generation, people you can't hold people's attention for too long. Like so, you need to you need to grab it grab it fast. So she said that okay, I'm gonna we're gonna do three hours, but I'm gonna cut it down to like the most interesting parts, the most bites. That's been 15 minutes here, 20 minutes here, 30 minutes here, and that's gonna be the podcast. Which is something I like. I I, I admire that because. I know the struggle of editing podcasts. I don't really do much editing on this podcast, but the few times I had to edit certain things out, oh my god, it's a bitch. It is a bitch. So take so think about every podcast you job. I believe they got about sixty some episodes out. Sixty some episodes of a podcast, and you're saying every episode that we drop, I'm going to edit. I'm going. We're going. We're going to do three hours every fucking podcast. 
Every podcast, we're going to come in with three hours worth of content, and we're going to cut that down to about an hour. For about 80 episodes. 80 episodes they have. So, I understand why Alex said, nah, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take the bigger cut. And as, and as she described it, this is a several day process. Alex did, she did about a 30 minute, a 30 minute response video on, on a YouTube, she posted on the YouTube, on the Call Her Daddy YouTube channel and her actually the own personal YouTube channel. And, uh. I'm not going to, like, give you... I'm not going to regurgitate what she said word for word. You can go watch it. Just type in Call Her Daddy. It's one of the first responses on YouTube. It's 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 one of the first things to pop up on YouTube. So it's, it's readily available. But from what I could tell... What I could tell... The whole situation came down to... Sophia just being more greedy. She was... She became exceedingly more greedy when it came to how much money she was going to be making... And she just wanted to suck bars to dry. And Alex says that they will come with an offer sheet and be like, okay, send it, get send it to Barstool. Barstool will meet all the points on the offer sheet. And then they'll be like, okay, I, I want I want more of this. I want more of that. I want more of that. And Alex began to see that no matter what Barstool sent back, she was not going to accept the offer. Regardless, she wasn't going to accept the offer. She wanted out of Barstool. And it wasn't because she thought that Barstool was a bad place for her to be, but it was because her boyfriend, Peter Nelson, had already got into her mind that she can get more money elsewhere. But to be fair, she wasn't a big part of the creation of the podcast. From what I can tell, from listening to Alex speak, and I listen to Alex and Sophia speaks. So Sophia did two minute, a two-minute Instagram story on the, on the subject. Alex did 30 minutes. So that tells me one person is clearly better at creating content. That tells me one person is clearly lying and one person telling the truth. The liar is going to be short and quick. The, the nigga telling the truth is going to give you all the details and long drawn out. I, Sophia wanted to leave Barstool because Peter Nelson kept, to, kept throwing his word around uh, industry standard. They were getting way below industry standard. But then when Dave comes in and offers you 500, five, half a million dollars, half a million fucking dollars to do a podcast and you get to keep the podcast, the IP at the end of your term and you turn it down, that shows that you never wanted to come back. See, see, Alex said something that they went to go when they went for that meeting. Alex saw it as, well, we're going to hear Dave out. And if they offer something good, then I'm going to take it. But Sophia saw it as more of a. Just a uh, just a casualty, just a just like the show face, d- just to say that we did go talk to Barstool to try to get a deal done, and she did not, and that's like what she saw. Like she said, when they walked out, she said, "I don't think this changes anything," but Sophia was like, "This is the best thing for me." Now, when I originally wrote these notes, it was before I watched the whole video. Now I went in this whole tirade of how I don't think they could go back to being like. I don't think I don't think they could go back to being this dynamic duo only because how could you go back to being this dynamic duo when all your dirty laundry has been aired out in the public for the last month and a half? How could you guys go? go the podcast was built around two best friends coming on, talking their shit about sex, being whores and shit like that. How could that happen again when you guys are on opposite spectrums of the world now? And I was right. 
that whole speculation I, I came up with was right. Because at the end of Alex's 30-minute response video, she said, I'll see you on Wednesday. What that tells me is she signed the deal with Barstool. She owns the IP 100% now. She's getting paid, and she's going to go at these solo, and she's going she gonna to go at these Car Her Daddy episodes solo, which I respect tenfolds, a thousandfolds. Cause don't let nobody fuck up your bag. This is this is her baby. She started this podcast and she brought Sophia along. So this is this something you really want? Then you do it the way you need to do it, and you'll get it done. You'll figure it out. And I I have I have one hundred percent confidence that she will figure this shit out. Cause the way she talked, I never listened to any of the podcasts, but the way she spoke about this is the whole situation, all the drama. She spoke about it in the thirty minute response video. It was entertaining. It was granted this whole thing is salacious and it's kind of like a soap opera being played out in real life. But even just hear her talk about it for 30 minutes, I was entertained. When Sophia talked about it for two minutes, I could care less about what the fuck she was talking about. I could give two fucks. But I think Alex is really I think I think I I think she's I think that's why she was really mad that Sophia wasn't trying to take the deal because she knew that like I could do this on my own. But I'm really just trying to play nice so I can bring you along. So, moral of this story is, know your fucking worth, but don't be dumb. Because at first, Alex was with it, like, nah, we, we should get more money. But then she got the deal that she wanted, half a million dollars, I keep the IP, and I'm like, okay, this is the deal I want. Okay, you don't want this, well, fuck it. I know my worth, and I want this. And she got it. So, shout out to uh, Alex. If I had my Rodecaster Pro, did and that that would be the point where I play like a clapping sound because it honestly deserves a round of applause. And other podcast news, Joe Rogan, the behemoth of podcasts, the podcast that almost all podcasts model themselves after in some way, shape, or form, just signed an exclusive deal with Spotify worth upwards of $100 million. Now, the exact numbers haven't been released yet, but um, I believe it's... Who reported? Oh, the the Wall Street Journal is is reported that it could be upwards of hundred million dollars. So, it's, so it's in that it's in that ballpark. It will arrive on Spotify September first. Will it be housed and then removed from all other platforms? So what that means is, once it gets on Spotify September first, it's gonna be there to about the new year. It's gonna be there to like January, and then once it's, once it's, once they get like enough people to realize, oh, he's moved to Spotify, they're taking everything, all the back, all the back catalog of YouTube, of Apple Music, and YouTube is important there. YouTube is important because when I first, let me, when I first heard the deal, now the other podcast that we talk about also mentioned this, but when I first heard the deal, first thing I told my dad was like, well. Does that include his YouTube? Because I think most people know about Joe Rogan because of the YouTube. Now, I, I like, like most people, I didn't, like, I never watched, like, before I got into podcasts, I didn't watch a full podcast first. I watched clips. And I think that's the biggest thing about Joe Rogan is the clips. And Joe Rogan, I, I guess he, I guess he negotiated into the deal that he will still be allowed to post his clips on YouTube. The full-length videos won't be on there anymore. I believe Spotify is going to build in some type of, some type of new platform where you can watch videos on there. But the clips will still live on YouTube, which is very important. Like clips are, I, I, like I've been 
before my uh, Rodecaster Pro had just broke, I, I actually posted my first video on YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel and listen listen to this while you shit. And I posted my first full episode. And I was going and I'm still gonna break that. I'm not wasn't I'm lying. I'm not gonna break that episode down into clips because the episode wasn't really clip worthy. This episode I was gonna break down into clips because I I I have formatted it in a way where it would be worth clips. I was going to go, well, this is the Doja Cat part. Well, this is the Biden part. Okay, this is the Car Her Daddy part. Okay, this is the Joe Rogan part. So I was going to break it down like that. But, um, uh, what else I say in my clips? Clips are important. Like, and I think the fact that he knows, I think the fact that he negotiated and the fact that he can still post his clips on YouTube will allow his fan base to still grow. Because more people find about Joe Rogan every single day just because of the clips. Um, what I, now Spotify has over the past few years, they have like made a lot of moves to be like the king of podcasting. Like, for example, Anchor, like for you listen to this podcast. So you heard the ad at the very beginning of the podcast that that ad for Anchor, Anchor is owned by Spotify. Spotify owns Anchor. That's why I I know my analytics because Spotify gives them to me. Which is weird because most people don't listen to this podcast on Spotify. Most people listen on Apple Podcasts. But that's totally different. But just just that. So not only do they want to be, not only do they want to house all the big podcasts. They got Bill Simmons now. They got Joe Rogan. But they also want to help the smaller podcaster put their podcast out. So so they want to be the host and the distributor of po- of all things podcasts. Anchor is making a play to be like the Anchor is making a play. Oh no, excuse me, Spotify is making a play to be the radio. That's the, that's honestly what they're going to be. They're going to have hundreds of millions different uh, different channels. You're going to go on there. You're going to be able to listen to them just by like flipping through a channel, basically. But the most important thing, I think. Like for me personally, I want to see how this affects Joe Budden. Joe Budden, the Joe Budden podcast is a podcast I enjoy. With me and Cam and Rob, we talk about the other pod, the bigger pod. We usually talk about the Joe Budden podcast because sometimes when me, Cam, and Rob here and we do the podcast, we fall into pockets where we sound like them, and it's only because we all listen to him. It's not. It's not like we're trying to copy them purposely. Just like we all listen to them. It's three of us, and it just so happens to be that almost same kind of energy. But I want to see how this affects Joe Budden's deal. So if you're if you're an avid listener of the Joe Budden podcast for months now, he's been talking about yo when summertime come around and it's, it's time to negotiate. I'm gonna give you a lot of details about what's going on, and I want to know how this affects the. I want to know how this deal, the Joe Budden deal, excuse me. I want to how the Joe Rogan deal affects the Joe Budden deal, because Joe Joe Budden's not gonna get a hundred million dollars from Spotify. They're not getting that. Like it's 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 known. They're just not as big. <laughs> But for them to just be a, a, a hip hop podcast for the most part, which they don't really talk about hip hop no more, but it's but it's but it's the podcast is based in hip hop. For them to be a hip hop podcast and to not be built around guests at all, the, the show is built around those four birth, voices: Joe, Rory, Parks, and Ma. For for the show to be built around those four voices, and for them to do the amount of numbers they do, I think I think for Spotify to keep them, they're gonna have to drop the bag on them. Like if Joe Rogan got a hundred million dollars, I think Joe Budden gets twenty million, maybe thirty million. I think Joe Budden gets a percentage of that for sure. 
Because now we're talking about basketball contracts. Like, $100 million, that's what fucking, fucking Tobias Harris makes. Joe Rogan is making that just to talk into a microphone. I think that, I think all podcasters should pay attention to that, to, 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 to how that negotiation worked. Because that affects all of us. Like, the, the bag, the bag is here, guys. The bag is here in podcasting. And you just got to stay on your shit and get it. Uh, last episode, I talked about consistency and just consistently putting episodes out. I think that um, one thing that got lost in the What Is This podcast, not to, like I have been consistently putting out episodes, but has but have the voice on the podcast and the tone of the podcast has, hasn't been consistent. So I want to get more consistent with the tone and maybe formatting like this is going to help with the consistency. The bag is dear. The bag is fucking dear, guys. I know I'm going to get me a bag. I'm going to get me a bag in this podcast and shit. Whether it be loudspeakers come offer me a deal, fucking Spotify come off offer me a deal, who anchor give me more ads, whatever the bag, fucking Manscaped come call come, come calling, whoever gonna come calling, I'm gonna get me a bag in this spot inside inside this podcast and shit. The bag is there to be get. So, stay on your p's and q's, man. Stay consistent, stay diligent, stay and stay real. Uh, but this has been an episode of Listen, Listen to the Russian Podcast, the Home of Potty Miles, the Fast Grown Podcast, and History of Podcast. Do not Google that. That is a fact. Though. Who are you going to believe, nigga? Me or Google? Once again, I've been your host, Dom Sharp. Uh, like I said, um, the audio won't be bad forever. Hopefully, I can have my, my Rodecaster Pro fixed in with the next week or so, maybe the next one or two weeks. And if not, like I said, I've already ordered a new USB microphone. So I'm going to start recording on that through like Audacity or something like that. So the audio won't sound as bad. I know you probably listen to this like, yo, bro, like first you sounded far away. Now you like sound closer up because I was I was I'm recording this on my iPhone right now, guys. I don't know if I said that. Like this is this this is straight on voice memo. I'm recording this shit. I started I started sitting up. And now I'm laying down on the couch with the phone on the couch next to my face. Got my notes open up. So this is this is really like unprofessional. But like I gotta get this episode out. I gotta be consistent. My voice has to be consistent. So um just bear with me. I promise it's gonna get better. But uh there's two things in this world that every human has. Opinions and assholes. I so happy to be an asshole with an opinion. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you for listening to that whole podcast. You are appreciated. You are a gem, and I love you. And if you made it through that whole podcast, do me one more favor. Well, actually, three more favors. Go over to my Instagram page at Listen to This While You Shit. Give us a follow. Go over to our Twitter page, Listen and Shit. Give us a follow. And if you had the time left over, if you only if you had the time, go over to our Apple Podcast page and leave us a rating review. Tell us why you like the podcast or why you hate the podcast. Either way, I want to know. Give us a one star or five star. You let us know and tell me why so I can improve based off your review and I can get better. The only way I'm ever going to get better is if you tell me why I suck. So thanks for listening.